All right. Today is September 9th, 2021. Hello, everyone. My name is Tommy. This is the Tommy Experience. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, It's been a while. I was out last week. I didn't put anything out. I I kept up with the blogs, but I did not put any podcast out. I'm pretty sure the week before I only put one out. Uh, So not really going as I planned it. Um, but that's okay. Sometimes life gets in the way. Um, between my professional career uh, and and being in school and just really life in general, I just I was burnt out. I needed a break. I took some time and uh, kind of stepped away from a few things. And uh, now I'm ready to get back into it. So just taking a mental break, uh, and uh, I'm ready to go now. Uh, I had a great weekend on my mental break. Uh, Anna's brother came to town, Charlie. And uh, we went to a Cubs game and uh, hung out and uh, got a couple rounds of golf in. So uh, it was great. Uh, It was well needed. I feel rested. I feel energized. I feel ready to go. So yeah, uh, lots to talk about today. Uh, We have a few headlines. Uh, And then what we're going to do is announce what we're going to do for the football season, both college football and NFL uh, I plan to put picks out there, keep up with how good I am at, at predicting things. Uh, so we're going to do that. Uh, but before we get to picks and before we uh, responsibly gamble a little bit, uh, let's do some headlines. So uh, we got to start with the Cubs. I think a while back I said I was just going to stop talking about the Cubs. If you know me, you know that that was a complete lie because that's just physically impossible for me to do. Um, This Cubs team is the hottest team in baseball right now. Uh, Just ended a seven, eight game win streak. Tough, but uh, obviously I am recording this before uh, the Wednesday game. Uh, So let's just go ahead and put a win in there because I did not bet on them tonight. Uh, And usually they do that when I do not bet on them. So, uh, yeah, this Cubs team's hot. Ian Happ, in the last 30 days, is batting three forty three with nine home runs and 21 RBIs. Fought back with his batting average. It's up to two nineteen. When the summer started, it was down down at like 170-something. I think that's where it was the lowest. Fighting back to two nineteen is just ridiculous. Um, He's hot, feeling himself a little bit. Uh, Patrick Wisdom might be the new Javi Baez in that if he's not hitting an extra base hit, he's striking out, which is totally fine and something that I respect. I miss you, Javi. I miss you every day. Uh, But Patrick Wisdom, Patty Wiz, uh, 19 hits in the last 30 days. 13 of those 19 have been extra base hits, and nine of them were home runs. Getting it done on the bases. Uh, His RBI total is up there, too. I forgot to write it down. Uh, but he's hitting bombs, and someone else is hitting bombs. Frank the Tank Schwindel in the Schwindy City, getting all the Schwins. 362, nine home runs, 25 RBIs, and the walk-offs. He's just he's winning games for the Cubs in the most dramatic way. Like I said, we went to the game on Saturday. Cubs were down uh, in the ninth, down by two. They come back, they tie it, and Frank uh, hits an infield single an RBI infield single to win the game. <laughs> it was it went under review because it was a close play at first. He dove to kind of get out of the way of the tag, and then he he slid head first. Uh, the run scored, but obviously if he's uh, if if he's on if he's not on first, then it's an out. It's just a force play. 
they call them safe, so they start playing Go Cubs Go. The W flag starts flying, uh, and then <laughs> and then the umpires start reviewing it, and they cut Go Cubs Go, and they just stop playing it. And it's like kind of quiet in the crowd, and the W flag's flying, and I'm thinking, well, you can't take away the W. We just like it's already flying. You can't take it down. They show the replay on the big board, and <laughs> it looks like he's out by a lot but they still called him safe after the review. So the Cubs win, uh, dramatic fashion. Uh, Frank did it again. That was his second day in a row. And then Sunday he hit a grand slam, a go-ahead grand slam. Just, I mean, he's on fire. These baby Cubs, these no-name Cubs are actually making some noise. And I say what you will, but the Chicago Cubs are not out of this by any means necessary. Uh, they're 21 out of the division, sure, whatever, but they are 10 games out of the wild card. And the teams above them, like the Phillies and the Reds that we're playing now, and the Padres, they're kind of coming down, so it's not out of the realm. I'm not going to give up until it's over. So keep an eye on the Cubs on Friday, which will be tomorrow. Chris Bryant will be returning to the city of Chicago. I will be in attendance uh, it's going to be tough to see. It's going to be tough to feel. You can go ahead and bank on him hitting a home run. Uh, that's just a guaranteed that Chris Bryant will go yard when he returns to Wrigley Field, and the crowd's going to erupt. Uh, he should have been a Cub for life. It was screwed up. It is what it is now. Uh, I'm getting more used to seeing him in a San Francisco Giants uniform day after day. Uh, and I think he's going to be in that uniform for the remainder of his career, and it's going to be real stinky to see. But good for him. He's happy. He's productive. Uh, he's probably going to win a World Series out there, and I'm happy for Chris Bryant. I will always be happy for Chris Bryant. I will always be a number one Chris Bryant guy. Uh, just wish he played for my team. So that's coming up on Friday. Um, I'm going to write a blog about it on the Cubby's Crib uh, website, so make sure you're looking out for that. Uh, but Friday, Chris Bryant comes back. All right, that's enough about the Cubs. Now let's go to something that's near and dear to everybody's heart, professional wrestling. On Sunday, my cousin Griffin and I ordered the pay-per-view, AEW All Out. All Elite Wrestling All Out. This is something Griffin and I, when we were kids, obviously you listened to the podcast from before. Uh, if you have not yet, I do recommend you go listen to that. Uh, because we got into why we're interested in this again. But ordering this pay-per-view again, I felt like a child. It was incredible. I felt like a kid again. We ordered the pay-per-view. We're getting into it. We're watching the wrestlers do things that really we haven't seen before. These guys are really talented. And they're very athletic, very flexible and whatnot. Every match we saw was really fun to watch. We had a good time. Probably the best pay-per-view I've ever watched. Uh, it was incredible. I'm still learning the names of all the wrestlers and things, but I pointed out, I have a couple bullet points that I pointed out here. Um, the tag team cage match, they were Lucha Brothers, I think they're called, Nacho Libre masks and whatnot. Uh, and they fought another team. It was in a steel cage and <laughs> it was incredible. They were just bouncing around. They were getting their butts handed to them. A dude got thrown a bag into the ring and he opened the bag and it was a shoe with thumb pins all in the bottom of them and they're bouncing those off of people's heads. There's blood everywhere. Uh, the Lucha Brothers ended up winning, which was awesome because those were the good guys. 
So they got the job done. They're the new tag team champions. So that's good to see. Um, the women, they had a women's battle royale. Uh, they did it differently differently than the WWE, where as instead of um, instead of like one person coming out at a time, they did it like like they shuffled the deck of cards and it was like the diamonds, like the group that's the diamonds come out. So the like four or five at a time came out, uh, and then one person was the Joker at the end, whose name is escaping me, but she used to be in the WWE and they fired her. And A and W was like, hey, why don't you come to us? And then she's in here now. People went nuts. And she ended up winning the thing. So she gets a shot at the women's title, who is which is held by Britt Baker, DMD. She's an actual dentist, like a licensed dentist, still practice dentistry. Uh, and she's the women's champion. She defended her belt against a chick that's supposed to be an alien from outer space. I know. I know what you're thinking. This sounds weird. It sounds stupid. And you're not a child anymore. But listen, just watch it. Just enjoy, just sit and watch and pretend to be a child again. It's good for the soul. It's good for you. So she defended her title. She won it. And now she's going to face this other chick uh, at some point, which will be good to see. Um, The main reason why we watched CM Punk face Darby Allin and he won. CM Punk is so back. He's still got it. Uh, and he came out in pants instead of the, like the speedo looking thing, which I respect. And it was, they had the Chicago flag all over it with the Chicago colors. It was incredible. He won. Very happy about it. It was a great match. Uh, excellent match. Uh, they were throwing each other around left and right. Darby Allen is a, is a freak. Um, he is also good at wrestling. Uh, very, I, I was very impressed. Uh, I'm very happy that we watched it. So we had that. Um, and then the main event was the title match between Kristen, Christian Cage, say that five times fast, and another dude whose name I'm still learning. Uh, and the other dude won. He's the champion. Uh, and then they beat up Christian Cage a little more at the end. And then they brought out Adam Cole, who you like this week, his contract ended with the WWE. He did not resign with them. And then, bam, he's on AEW. So the crowd goes nuts. He turns heel and he starts beating up the good guys. So they're about to leave. And then the guy who used to be Daniel Bryan in the WWE, Bryan Danielson, his name now, he comes out. Crowd goes nuts. This is like the WWE's version of CM Punk. Like, or how CM Punk is to Chicago. That's how. Daniel Bryant was to like hardcore WWE fans. He comes out, people went nuts, place went crazy. Uh, it was incredible. So now he's a part of AEW. And AEW is just stealing this like top tier talent from the WWE. And we're about to see probably the greatest run of wrestling that we've seen since, uh, uh, what was it? Is it WCW and, and WWE were going at it? ECW, ah, man, I will, Griffin, if you're listening, help me out here. If the WWE does not step it up, they're in trouble because AEW is going to dominate them. They're just getting talent left and right. People are leaving the WWE to go to AEW, which is incredible. Uh, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, is doing an incredible job keeping people entertained. They're giving the people what they want. They're entertained. I'm entertained. I'm a casual fan. I wasn't even, I was a big I was a casual wrestling fan like when I was a kid, but I lost it because it just wasn't entertaining anymore. Now it's super entertaining, and I'm back in. So AEW is doing it right. 
Mick Foley, who was a former WWE superstar, he posted a video the other day on his social media saying that the WWE is in trouble and they got to figure something out. So it's known, and Vince McMahon has to know that they're losing people left and right. So he and and Hunter Hemsley, Triple H, need to get together and figure out what they're going to do. But AEW, Wednesday nights and Friday nights, they always have YouTube videos or YouTube dark matches too to watch. And there's another pay-per-view in November. So if you're looking to get into it, now's the perfect time to get into it. Wednesdays and Fridays, YouTube videos, and then pay-per-view in November. So that's it for professional wrestling. Congratulations, you made it through. If you're still listening, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now, uh, let's move on to Griffin's other topic, NASCAR. Uh, While we were watching AEW, we set up two TVs underneath the big TV. On one of them was the uh, Notre Dame and Florida State game, and the other one was the NASCAR race. So we had three TVs all night. It was incredible. But let's talk about the NASCAR race before we talk about football. Denny Hamlin beat uh, Kyle Larson in the last last lap of the race. Denny Hamlin led the most of the um, the final segment of the race. Uh, Kyle Larson was was battling him very very well. Uh, last corner of the last lap, Kyle Larson completely sends it. He gets right on uh, Denny Hamlin's bumper. He tries to bump him out of the way. He, I mean, he completely wrecks his car. He puts it right in the wall, but he's with him the whole time, which was incredible. Denny Hamlin still wins the race. It was a great finish to the race. Uh, so Denny Hamlin, who was in the playoffs, still looking for his first win of the season. He's got his first win of the season, and he's locked into the next round of the playoffs. Uh, Kyle Larson comes in second. Uh, Kevin Harvick, I don't know where he finished, but he did, he did better than he's been doing. He's still looking for his first win, but he's in the playoffs. All the Hendrick guys wrecked since Kyle Larson wrecked in the last lap, even though he finished second. All the Hendrick guys wrecked uh, pretty early, too, for, for uh, William Byron and Alex Bowman. Uh, Chase Elliott was in it for a while, and then he wrecked towards the end. The best part of the night, though, was Kyle Busch. He does his own bonehead move and wrecks, but then he throws like a hissy fit in his car, and he goes on pit road, and he goes, and he flies through. He's almost hitting people as he flies through pit road, like goes to the back. He takes out like four or five caution cones and then just pulls it up right in front of his hauler, gets out, and then he's not seen again until... I guess somebody, one of the officials went to him and was like, hey, you have to go to the infield care center because you wrecked, which is a rule. So he got on a, <laughs> he got on a golf cart, a golf cart, and uh, he went to the infield care center. But yeah, he was pissed, which is one of my favorite things to see in NASCAR. Uh, so Denny Hamlin wins. He's locked into the next round of the playoffs. There are two more races before the next round begins. Uh, it's this Saturday at Richmond another night race, and then the following Saturday at Bristol, which is another night race. Uh, Bristol, I'm sorry, Richmond is a one-mile track, Richmond, Virginia. That's a fun race to watch, but also Bristol, that's your half-miler, one of the smallest tracks in NASCAR. Uh, Anything could happen there. It's going to be a night race. It's going to be rocking. The last great Coliseum is what they call it. Uh, So that'll be fun to watch too. Uh, So make sure you're watching those things because the next round of the playoffs, it's Vegas, and then it's Talladega. And Griffin and I are going to Talladega, so there's going to be a lot of NASCAR talk coming up. So just prepare yourself and be ready. Okay, so we've done the headlines. We've talked about the Cubs, how they're going to come back and win the World Series somehow. We talked about AEW, which, uh, again, I know it sounds t- childish, but it's it's okay to be a kid again. Go and Go and give it a try. It's fun. It's just fun to watch. Uh, and then NASCAR, which is 
it sounds sounds boring just watching cars go in circles but i promise you take it from anna who had never watched nascar before it's actually entertaining so cubs aw nascar it's time for football it's time to make some money all right so here's how we're gonna do this at if you're keeping up on twitter and you're keeping up with the blog you saw my college football picks this weekend so far i'm 12 8 and 1 to start the year in college football which is incredible by the way Four games over 500, you're plus money. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, I'm going to keep doing hopefully five to six, somewhere in there, maybe four, maybe seven, somewhere in the in the few range of college football picks every weekend as far as my record. And we'll keep up with the, with the units and everything, with the gambling responsibly, of course. As for the NFL, I am going to put gambling picks out on Twitter probably the day of the games. Uh, as they happen, but every week on the podcast, I am going to pick every single NFL game, the winner. No spreads, no nothing, just the winner. And I'm going to keep up with that record and see how I do at the end of the year. If I go over 75% on the NFL season, somebody owes me $10,000 or something, just whatever. But let's start with college football. I have a couple things written down. I have four picks so far written down that I'm going to lock in. Uh, more to be determined on Saturday, but this is why you got to watch on Twitter and watch the blogs, but just watch on Twitter to start with this weekend. Um, if you read my blog yesterday, you would know that there's no more blogs this week. It's all going to be on Twitter. So at Tommy Experience, T-O-M-E Experience, that's where you'll find the gambling picks. We're going to keep up with it. We're going to keep it rolling. I am winning you money. First pick of the week, Oregon, Ohio State. I'm betting the total here. 63 and a half, it's going over. Here's why. Oregon is a fast football team. Uh, they play on very fast turf in Oregon. They always seem to score points. And they don't really play a good defense. They're facing Ohio State, who also scores many points and does not have a good defense. 63 and a half should be obtainable. And Ohio State's going to win the game. I think the spread is at 14 and a half right now, but I just don't trust their defense enough to hold that end of the bargain. But I sure trust each team to put up at least 30 points. Maybe Ohio State puts up 40 and high 20s from uh, from Oregon, and then that covers the over. So 63 and a half, we're going over. That's my first pick of the week. Second pick of the week, Notre Dame. Minus 16 and a half against Toledo at home. This is Notre Dame's home opener. They won last week in overtime against Florida State. Florida State is not a good football team. They had no business being in that game. Notre Dame is supposed to be a good football team. And their coach, I don't know if you heard, but got a little upset with them after that game. He said uh, that he was in favor of execution and his team should be executed. Yikes. You can't say that in 2021, that's for sure. Regardless, he's pissed at his team. He's not going to let his team win by less than 20. At home, the home opener, it can't happen. Notre Dame minus 16 and a half, that's a lock. So we got two picks. The third pick of the day, Georgia minus 24 and a half. Now, I don't like Georgia as much as the next guy. I hate him. They have the same logo as the Packers. It's impossible to like. However, they just won a really tough game against Clemson, whose defense is incredible. The only offensive touchdown in that, or the only touchdown in the game 
was not offensive. It was a pick six from Georgia. Their defense is lights out. Their offense is going to put on a clinic after doing not okay against a really tough Clemson offense, or excuse me, a really tough Clemson defense. They're playing UAB at home. Again, home opener, UAB, Georgia minus 24 and a half. This is one they should win by 30, honestly. So give me that one. And then my final college football pick that I have for you today is Michigan minus seven at home against Washington. This is a night game at the big house. Michigan beat the brakes off of Western Michigan last week. Last week, I gave you Western Michigan plus 17 because I didn't trust Michigan. I'm not saying that I trust Michigan here, but getting seven points or giving... I'm just slurring so many words today. Giving seven points to Washington at home is a great bargain. It's a night game. I think it's going to be the game of the week on ABC. Uh, Washington was not impressive in their week one. Michigan was very impressive in their week one, despite of if I believe in them or not. Seven points again, this seems like a gimme. So I, I feel so good about these four picks. Oregon, Ohio State over 63 and a half. Notre Dame minus 16 and a half. Georgia minus 24 and a half. Michigan minus seven. These are all picks that I would get on immediately because the lines are going to change by Saturday. The books are going to wake up. So those are the four picks. I will say which one is going to be my lock of the week on Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. Now, let's get to the NFL. I'm flipping the paper. Now, again, how we're going to do this. I'm going to pick every single NFL game every single week on this podcast. Just for wins, no spread or anything. You can find my gambling picks for the NFL on Sundays on the Twitters at Tommy Experience. But for the podcast, hopefully every now and then I will have people join me and pick these games. But for this week, you just got me. This is the opening week. We're gonna get a rhythm. We're gonna get we're gonna get in a get some momentum going. It's gonna be great. So, first game of the season. Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Dallas Cowboys have absolutely no shot at winning this game. Tampa Bay is going to steamroll them. There are many people out on the offensive side of the ball for the Cowboys, including linemen who matter a lot to the protection of an already kind of beaten up Dak Prescott, who says he's 100% ready to go, but we haven't seen anything yet. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to steamroll the Dallas defense. The spread is eight and a half, I think. It's not not going to be close, but we're not talking spreads. We're just talking wins. So if you're in a pick-em pool, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't even think about it. That's that's probably your highest, uh, if you do it in confidence, like the confidence pools, this is your highest confidence by far. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, home opener, bringing out the trophy. They're going to win this game. Sunday, nine one o'clock games. Sorry, nine noon games for us here at Central. Uh, but one o'clock Eastern, nine games. Starts with the Cardinals and the Titans. I like the Titans at home, even though the Cardinals are a really good football team too. I just think that the Titans defense is a little better than the Cardinals defense, despite them getting J.J. Watt. Both are very good football teams. I just think Tennessee is a little bit better. Next. Going from a really good football game to a really bad football game. Jaguars at Texans. 
Take the Jaguars and just walk away. I don't know. That's my pick. I have nothing for you on the Jaguars except they drafted Trevor Lawrence. I have nothing for you on the Texans except Tyrod Taylor starting for them because Deshaun Watson might be in some trouble. Just take the Jaguars and just walk away. I don't know. Next, we got Chargers at the Washington football team. This is another interesting game. I think both teams are going to be very good football teams. I think the Washington football team is going to shock a lot of people this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good seasoned quarterback. He can put points on the board. He's not going to be flashy when he's doing it. But that defense that they have is flashy. Chase Young is a dude, and he's out for blood. And I think he's going to do very well this year. And I think it's going to start with a win against the Chargers. It's always tough for a West Coast team to go to the East Coast. I know it's the first game of the season, so it might not feel as draggy. However, I am going to take Washington football game, Washington football team in this matchup. Next, we got Vikings at Bengals. I'm going to take the Vikings, even though I don't love the pick. I don't know what the Vikings have to offer. They're just in the middle of the road. The Bengals were terrible last year, but Joe Burrow's healthy now. I don't know what their offensive line looks like. I really don't know anything about the Bengals other than Joe Burrow is their quarterback. Uh, I do know that the Vikings can play defense every now and then. So I'm just going off of that. I'm picking the Vikings. I'm not confident in it, but I'm picking the Vikings. Jets at Panthers. This is a Sam Darnold revenge game. Panthers are going to win. The Jets are not a good football team. I do like their new quarterback, their new shiny toy, but I don't think it helps them this game. Zach Wilson will help the Jets eventually, but it's just not time yet. I think the Panthers win with Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey uh, just uh, taking care of business. Eagles at Falcons. This is another very difficult game to pick because I think both teams are terrible. However, I'm going to pick the Falcons because Matt Ryan throws the ball very well. I don't know who's going to catch it for him. Uh, I know they just got the tight end out of Florida. Uh, I know their defense is terrible. But I don't know if the offense from the Eagles is any better than the defense from the Falcons. So I'm just going, this is a Matt Ryan pick. Uh, I'm going to pick the Falcons against everything that I'm thinking. I know that the Falcons like to go up early in a game and then lose it. But maybe they hang on to it week one here and then we'll, we'll go back to regular business in week two. So I'm going Falcons. Steelers at Bills. Um, the Bills are my pick. For the AFC, uh, it would be wrong of me to pick against them in week one, but it would also be wrong of me to pick for them in week one since the other half of my household is a Steelers. Uh, but this is integrity. This is honest journalism, and I am sorry for it. I think Josh Allen is a very good quarterback. Um, I think the Steelers' offense is good too. I've said a lot of mean things about Ben Roethlisberger, but he's, he does very well at the beginning of the season. He's going to be fresh, so I know they're going to give the Bills everything that they can. I just don't think it's enough to beat the Bills at home week one. Um, the spread is 6.5 right now on this game, by the way, and I don't know if the Bills could cover that. So I would take the Steelers plus 6.5, but we're just talking about wins and losses here. So I'm going to go Bills win the game. Seahawks at Colts. I'm going to go Seahawks here. I think Russell Wilson just just finds a way to win this game. The Colts are just such a weird team, you know? I can't tell if they're good or bad. Carson Wentz going into a new team. 
Didn't have much of a, uh, a preseason because he was hurt. I don't know how the line holds up for him. I don't know how he produces. Uh, the last time I saw him was in Philly, and it didn't look good. Uh, so I'm going to go Seahawks on this one. This is another toss-up game that I'm not really sure about. A lot of toss-up games in week one because you just don't know what teams are going to be offering out there. So we're going to go with the Seahawks here. 49ers at Lions, it's going to be the 49ers, it's going to be a blowout. The 49ers have so many weapons on both sides of the ball. The Lions have Jared Goff as their quarterback. The 49ers are very familiar with Jared Goff. I'm trying to say something nice about the Lions, I really am. But I think the Niners win this game handily. Right now the spread's at 7.5 by the way, I think that's a that's a good one. All right, so we're moving into the four uh, afternoon games. The first one is Browns versus Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored at home six and a half. That's a big number because the Browns are good at football. I know that that's not a sentence that's been said a lot in the history, but the Browns are a very good football team, as are the Chiefs. I don't know if it's six and a half, but I do see the Chiefs winning the game. Uh, Remember, the Browns were very close to beating them uh, in the playoffs last year. This is another very tough game. This is another very good game. We got a few very good games this week. Um, Cardinals, Titans, Chargers, Washington football team, Steelers, Bills, uh, and now Browns, Chiefs. This is a great football game. I think the Chiefs win it. I think Patrick Mahomes is just too much to handle at home week one. So I'm going to go Chiefs. Broncos and Giants, this is an interesting game because the Broncos really have the defense that they can compete with anybody. It just depends on what they're able to do on offense. They named Teddy Bridgewater their starting quarterback, which I think was the correct move to make. Again, this is another West Coast team coming to play on the East Coast, like the Chargers and the Washington football team game. Uh, So by that logic, I'm going to say Giants win this game. I don't know how they win this game. I have no... No supporting facts for it. Uh, The Broncos are favored by two right now. I just think the Giants win this game outright. Uh, They're at home. Uh, They got a quarterback who's trying to prove something. It just just feels like a Giants win. And I think I'm talking myself out of it the more that I talk about this. Yeah, I am talking myself out of this. That's exactly what's happening. I'm going Broncos. This, duh. Broncos have a better defense. And they have a more trustworthy quarterback. I'm changing my pick right here live. We're going We're going Broncos. We're going Broncos. We're going Broncos. Packers Saints, they're playing this one in Florida, uh, in Jacksonville, because of the hurricane that came through New Orleans again. Certainly hope everybody's okay down there. Uh, but we're playing this one in Jacksonville. I did hear something that the record for Aaron Rodgers, he either has not won in Florida or it's very bad in Florida. I don't remember which one it is. But he doesn't like the hot and the humid. Uh, so that's something to think about. But I do think the Packers win this game. I don't think it's handily. The spread right now, I have written down two and a half. I think that's changed. I think it's probably gone closer to three, three and a half. I do think the Packers win this game. It, it, it kills me to say. But again, honest journalism and integrity of the game. I'm going Packers. Uh, Dolphins, Patriots. Patriots are favored by three and a half. They just dropped Cam Newton. Mac Jones is their guy. Tua Tugavailoa is the guy for the Dolphins. Uh, I think the Patriots find a way to win this game. Uh, I do like Tua as a quarterback. I like Mac Jones as a quarterback. Quite frankly, I thought Mac Jones was coming to Chicago. He did not. 
and he's the quarterback of the Patriots now. Going to be the he's going to try to be the next Tom Brady for New England, which is going to be an impossible task. But he's trying to be the new franchise guy. I think he gets it done. I think he gets the win in Week One against the Dolphins, who. I don't know how they are on defense, and I don't know what weapons they have on offense. Uh, I need to, This is week one, people. I need to see how people react. I'm not watching preseason every game. I'm going to watch all the regular season games, so I'm going to learn more after week one, but I'm going Patriots week one. Now let's get to the Sunday night game. Chicago Bears are playing the Los Angeles Rams. This is going to be ugly. Uh, Andy Dalton was named the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears prematurely, if you ask me. And we have a quarterback, or (laughs) we have a head coach who does not like to admit he's wrong or change his game plan for anything or anyone. So Andy Dalton is the guy. Should he be the guy? Ask anybody not in the Chicago Bears organization, no. Ask the people that have watched practice, they say yes. Uh, Hopefully the leash is short on Andy Dalton, but here's how I would play this game. First off for the pick, honest journalism. Got to keep the integrity of the game as much as it kills me to say. The Rams are going to beat the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Now, how we gamble it is going to be interesting. Right now, the first half line is minus five for the Rams. I like that because Andy Dalton is probably guaranteed the entire first half. I see the Bears being down a touchdown to 10 to 13 points somewhere in there at the end of the first half. If the Bears go to Justin Fields, it's not going to be in the first half. It's going to be in the second half. So you take the Rams minus five first half, but then whatever the spread is for the Bears on the second, if Justin Fields starts the second half, if it's Andy Dalton, just go just Rams all the way. And the Rams are going to win the football game because Justin Fields isn't going to have enough time to come in and win the game if that's the case. I don't even know if we're going to see him. But take the Rams first half and play it out. But the Rams full game, that's the way I'm going. Honest journalism, integrity of the game. Monday Night Football, Ravens Raiders. uh, Over under is 50 and a half. I like the Ravens to win this game. I don't think the Raiders are a good football team. They haven't been for a while even though they've kind of competed for wild card spots. I just I just don't trust the Raiders. I don't trust John Gruden anymore. Lamar Jackson is a really good quarterback. Uh, the protection is going to be scary, and the weapons that he has is going to be scary. They have some injuries over there. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I think they do squeak out a win in this, in this game. They're better than the Raiders. They should beat the Raiders. Uh, and then they go into week two, and we see what happens. But I'm going to Ravens. So there you have it. Uh, Bucks. Titans, Jaguars, Washington football team, Vikings, Panthers, Falcons, Bills, Seahawks, Niners, Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, Patriots, Rams, Ravens. Those are your picks for week one of the 2021-2022 NFL football season. I'm in a survivor pool this year. And I'm going to make my survivor pick public as well. We're going to see how I do with that. I'm not going to make it on the podcast. I'm going to put it on the Twitters. So be on the lookout for that. That's how you're going to win money this week. Some final thoughts. Don't forget, uh, Pat and I are doing the Anthony Rizzo walk uh, for the Anthony Rizzo Foundation. That's going to be on October 9th, Saturday, October 9th. We're still looking for donations. 
We want to get to 500, so if uh, you feel so able or inclined, we would love uh, for you to support our cause here. Uh, again, the walk is October 9th, so a little, about a month from today, uh, we'll have to uh, to keep fundraising for that. So please uh, consider that. Um, all other news and things related to this podcast and my uh, professional goals of whatever I'm doing here. Uh, you can find TommyExperience.com at TommyExperience on the Twitters, uh, TommyExperience at gmail.com if you want to send me an email or whatever. I don't know. Uh, keep an eye out for the Cubby's Crib. I'm going to have a couple things coming up this weekend that I'm going to put on there. Uh, get back in the swing of that. Feels good to be back in the saddle. Uh, feels good to be back on the airwaves that you let me be on. Uh, so I appreciate you listening. Uh let me know what you think of my picks too, if you like them or you don't like them. Uh, if you have any better ideas, uh, if you have an inkling of a spread in college football or professional football that I should think about, tweet me and uh, maybe I'll put it on my card and I'll give you credit for it. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, good luck with everybody's picks. Good luck watching football this weekend. Just watch some football this weekend. I don't know what your plans are. I don't know what you're doing. Just sit for a little while and just enjoy football. Just watch football. This is America. Uh, So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Like and subscribe. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye.